Almost three football seasons ago, I started this little thing called the Datitude Podcast, and here we are, 200 episodes later, they're still letting me do this thing. It's kind of amazing. So how, what are we going to do to celebrate? Is the Saints heading to Tampa Bay this Sunday? Will their season be over? Will they still have something to dream about? Will Saints fans, do they even care? We're going to bring on a Saints fan, a uh, very well-known Saints fan, that is, becoming more popular by the week. His name is Devin Hold the Mayo Snow, and he's going to come on our show, and we're going to lament, just like the title says about the Saints' misfortunes, and we're going to hear about him eating red beans on Mondays and how he got started. We're going to have a lot of fun. That's what 200 episodes will get you, fun. Even if the Saints stink, we don't. Datitude does not stink, and I'm going to prove it. Coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of danitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who are counting the days. The days until this 2023 nightmare of a season is over. Maybe it's not a nightmare. Maybe it's just one of those dreams you wake up in a cold sweat. Something along the what, what do we? How would we describe the season? A giant. It's kind of like, you know, we're about to have Hold the Mayo on, and he goes and eats red beans. Think of the, like, some of these cool places you can go get red beans, and you think they're going to be great, and it's just a letdown. I think that's what these saints are. They're like a tiny piece of pork sausage when you think you're going to get a whole link. You got a tiny little piece of sausage. What the hell are you going to do with that little piece of sausage? That's what the Saints are this year. I know who I am this year and every year. The same person that I've been. Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times Picky and the Advocate at bet.noah.com. And as we told you, this is a special Datitude episode number 200. Shout out to my boy Eddie Buris. It's his birthday, Thursday, December the 28th, 2023. Man, 200 episodes. I don't know, man. I didn't, I didn't know if I'd make it or not. So, sometimes when I press the button on this show, I think, man, when my bosses, like I'm not just talking about my boss, my boss's bosses and his bosses, when they hear this stuff, they're like, are we really letting this idiot post this stuff on our site? I mean, I, does he really, do we pay him every other week? Are we really paying this dude? Where did he come from? Sometimes I think that's what they're going to think. But I just keep saying what I say, and people keep listening. And uh, we have had the best season for sure that we've ever had. About to close out season number three. It won't be too long. It'll be, uh, what, another, another month and a half? A little, little less than a month and a half. We always close it out right after the Super Bowl. Um, that's when we close out our season. And season three is coming to an end, and it will not have the New Orleans Saints in it. Um, how much will we talk about the Saints during the playoffs? Who knows? Um, the Saints are still mathematically alive. According to the New York Times playoff predictor, as I talk about with Devin in just a minute, 12%. Do we think it's over or under 12%? I think that's a little low, actually. And why do I say that? Because, I mean, I guess I understand how they figure out the percentage in the grand scheme of things. That's probably about right. I mean, if... If you want to know what the Saints need to do to make it to the playoffs, it's fairly simple. I mean, they have little to no shot of making, it, of making the wild card. To make the wild card, they have to win out either. No matter what, they have to win out. So what are the chances of the Saints winning out? We'll call it, I don't know, I mean, realistically, 25 to 30%, right? It's a little less than 50% this week. They'll be favored in their last game. So let's call it... 25% that they went out. 30% 30, 30 if you want to be optimistic. And then they would need Tampa to lose to Carolina to win the division. I mean, if you do that, you know you're going to the playoffs. 
Um, wild card wise, they need to win out. If Tampa were to beat Carolina in that last game, the only shot would be in the wild card. And they would need the Rams or Seattle to lose at least one more. And they would need whoever the winner of the Vikings-Lions game this week would have to lose in their season finale. Now, you're probably rooting for the Vikings because the Vikings had to play the Lions in the last game. Um, and the Packers play the Bears. So whoever went, I, don't, I think I might have said Lions, Vikings. I meant to say Vikings, Packers if I didn't. Vikings and Packers play this Sunday. And uh, Sunday night, as a matter of fact. And the winner of that game needs to lose in week 18. You got all that? So those are the things. They have two options, the Saints do. Win out and have Tampa lose in the finale to Carolina. And the Saints are in, are the NFC South champs. Or Saints win out. The Rams and Seattle both would have to lose one game, at least one game, and the winner of the Packers-Vikings game would need to lose in Week 18. It's pretty simple. So that's why the New York Times predictor says 12% chance to make the playoffs. Maybe that's about right. Maybe I'm just being overly uh, optimistic. I know there are, there are really I know there are tons of people out there that want them to lose. I just can't do it. I, I said I said this before. If you listen to me, you know how I feel. Rooting for your team to lose does absolutely nothing. I'm not going to get into that whole spiel again because Devin and I were on for about 50 minutes or so. Uh, I think I I say everything in there that I need to say. Um, it's coming up. But uh, and we're going to come back and I'm going to thank everybody for listening to 200 episodes. If you're still around. My song of the day is uh, something we definitely have not played here before. I'll explain it when we get to it, but I, I don't know, man. It, it's, been, it, it's been a rough season for, for not just for Saints fans. I think the most disappointing thing is, again, it's not so much that this team is 7-8. and eight. We came into the season talking about how this schedule was super easy, and we kind of bought into it again. The over-under on the Saints' win total was 9.5. Um I thought they had a better than 50% chance of going over. Not because I thought they were great. Honestly, I thought they were a little bit better than last year. But because of the schedule, man, I've said this. It's a once in a lifetime. Once every 32 years. So maybe a twice in a lifetime, realistically, because you don't start paying attention out of the womb. It's a twice in a lifetime kind of schedule, if you think about it. There are 32 teams in the NFL. You're only going to have the easiest schedule twice in your lifetime on average. And this was one of those years, and they didn't take advantage of it. And again, I think most people feel this way. It's not just that they're 7 and 8. It's not that fans are spoiled, because I've, I understand where they're coming from. It's that this team doesn't look like they're giving their effort. It looks like they don't want to be there half the time. I think that's the problem that everybody has. I get Dennis Allen is not Sean Payton, Drew Brees is gone. He's never coming back. I say that all the time. I think Derek Carr probably gets a little bit more grief than he deserves. But, man, there has been maybe one or two games, three tops, where the Saints have, like, put together max effort. I mean, some of these games they've lost, you, you just go back. And I, you know what changed everything, I think? It was early in the season. You won at 17 to nothing in Green Bay with a chance to go to 3-0. and A realistic chance, not a realistic chance, you should have gone to 3-0. and and you allow 18 fourth-quarter points, and I think that changed a whole lot. If you go back in time, and, I, you know, I'll ask Saints fans, and you can tell me, jderrytheadvocate.com, we'll talk about it on Monday on Derry's Dime. If we could go back, and if you could go back in time and change any moment, any moment this entire season, what would you change? What would you change? It's a question I'd like answered, Seriously. Jderry at theadvocate.com. Answer me. At Jim Derry Jr. on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. And for me, I really think it would be to go back to that Green Bay game and before going to fourth quarter, get them all together and get their heads out of their asses and remind them that they hadn't won this game yet. They're playing against this Jordan Love dude that frankly sucked them to that point. He wasn't any good. The Saints were getting to him, and then they just kind of like 
nonchalantly went through the end of it. And you know what? Before they knew it, the Packers were back in the game and they couldn't stop the snowball. That's what, that's what happened. If the Saints start this season 3-0, and I think this whole year is completely different. I'm not saying I think they go 12-5 and or anything and they're up there with the Lions and the Cowboys and the Eagles and the 49ers of the world in the NFC. But I think they're probably about to win their 10th game this week or something along those lines. And if they hadn't clinched a division, they would this weekend. They'd be a favorite in Tampa Bay. It'd be a different year. If you go back to that Green Bay, one game, one quarter of one game, I think changed the entire fate of this team. And I think it was supposed to be. It was meant to be. What's going to happen when the season's over? I know that probably 70 or 80%, maybe more, of the people listening to the show want Dennis Allen gone. And I've told you the reasons why I don't think he's going to be gone. Now, look, if he gets fired, I'm going to get a lot of ha-has and he-he's and all that stuff. Told you so. But when he stays, what am I going to get? Nothing. We're going to have to go through this again. I think there is a 80% chance that he's still here in a month or less. Whenever, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. If he's not fired within a week of the season ending, then he's about a 98% chance of staying unless he just resigns on his own. Ain't going to happen. Is that going anywhere? Pete Carmichael will probably go. He'll probably resign on his own. He'll, Dennis Allen will probably be forced to make changes to his staff. That's going to happen. But Dennis Allen himself, probably not going anywhere. Mickey Loomis, I don't think it's much longer before he retires. I really don't. Why would you want to go through this at your age? This team is going to be going through a complete rebuild real soon. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they turn into the Houston Texans and come out of nowhere or the Indianapolis Colts and surprise and, I don't want to say shock the world, but something along those lines. Look what those teams did. Those teams had fairly easy schedules too, but you know what the difference is? I mean, who expected the Houston Texans to win eight games this year and now they have a chance to win nine or ten? Same for the Colts, especially after they lost their high draft pick, Anthony Richardson. Nine or ten wins is a possibility for the Indianapolis Colts. Playoffs, more than a possibility for both of those teams. Who would have thunk that the AFC South could potentially have three teams in the playoffs? It's possible. Meanwhile, the NFC South is playing like, you know, the winner really loses. That's what they're playing like. It's like we don't want to go to the playoffs. That's what this whole division's playing like. These co the coaches in this division, it's as bad as I've ever seen in one division. I dare someone to show me a division at any point in any season where they had four coaches worse than this division. I truly believe that Dennis Allen is the best coach in this division. And by no means do I think that Dennis Allen is doing a good job. So that just goes to tell Arthur Smith, He's a joke, an absolute joke. The, how he still has his job, and he won't soon, but how he still has his job, I have no idea. Anyway, that's where we are, and we're about to lament. I've used that word a lot today, lament. It's not Lamont. You think of Lamont, anyone older than the age of like 45, 50, you big dummy. We're not going to lament on the saints' fortunes, misfortunes. We're going to lament Look it up. We're going to do it with Devin. Hold the mayo, Snow. We're going to do it right now. Uh, I've been wanting to have you on for, for a, a couple months now. You, you're growing like, like a weed in New Orleans, you know, you, like weeds everywhere, and, and they're loving <laughs> you. They're loving you. Yeah, you need, you need a full uh, seven days to get all that system with Saints. So it's not like, you know, it used to be a couple days. No, it's a full seven now, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, at least we had extra time since the Saints played on last Thursday, like you said. You know, so they lost last Thursday, got the, got, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the season's on the brink. We're going to get to that in, in just a minute. But I want to talk a little bit about you and people. You know, everybody I ask now, if they're from around here, they pretty much know who you are. They, they pretty much know who hold the mail. How did you become this thing over the past couple of years? Um, you know, I come from the car business. I'm really, you know, I went to college, but 
a key word is I just went. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I never, a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, I never, you know, I didn't leave knowing what I was going to do. So I went straight into the car business. I worked at Lamarck Ford for five years. Uh, you know, sold a lot of cars. I was a manager. Uh, and then once I became a manager is when I really started thinking about my life. You know, I was like, you know, I don't want to be here doing the same. One thing that really I, I can't live with is just repetition ideas. You know, yeah. when you're doing the same thing over for years. And I just kind of saw myself, hey, man, I'm going to be sitting behind this desk, you know, until I'm 50, 60 years old, selling the same car, the same, pe- you know. I was the just like, this is, call, right? yeah, this is gross, bro. So really um, it ate me up. To, and, and that manager pay wasn't what I was expecting it to be. You know, you you, yeah. you, you work your butt off for, for four years um, trying to get to be a manager. And once I got there, I was very like, so like hurt by like what the pay was. It didn't really seem like it was like a step up. It almost just seemed like you just had more responsibility. Um, so that's when I really started like moving my mind on, hey, what am I going to do next, man? What am I going to do next? And, you know, I had enough people when I was selling cars that kept saying this, man, and it just always out to me. They're like, man, you need to be on TV. Just selling them a car. I wasn't you know, I wasn't, there was no camera on me or nothing. I was just selling on my car and they kept saying, you know, hey, man, you got to be on TV. So I never forgot that. And I just started, you know, filming me on the phone in the backyard. That's how I started. That's how it got started, you in the backyard. Yeah, I was filming in the backyard, you know, just trying to figure it out. And um, one thing led to another, I started a podcast within a couple months. This is 2019. So, um, you know, I started a podcast in June of 2019. Um and, you know, by the time COVID came around and what was that, early 2020, I had already quit my job a month before COVID. So I believed in what I was doing even when I, I shouldn't have. I had no reason to believe because there wasn't that many people following me or anything. I just – all it took for me was, like, to see, like, 100 people in my, in my live show. And, and then you were and, happy. Oh, bro. And I, I was like, man, I'm leaving this job. I'm going to figure it out. Well, I quit the job in February of 2020. As a manager, I quit. And um, by, as you know, by March, COVID hit. And um, it was just perfect, bro. It was, you couldn't have plotted out any better because everybody was at the house. Which means well, me, I had a. I got I to gotta ask you about that. You know, all the stuff you say, you know, you joke about what your dad tells you or whatever and, and all the stuff you used to say. Was your dad really telling you stuff like that? Did he really say stuff like that? Oh, yeah. My dad was, my dad was strict, dude. Um, <laughs> my dad is definitely a lot. Loose, he's more loose now because I'm older. And, you know, we able to be honest with each other and all that. But you know, yeah, when I was growing up in my house, bro, that's why I do stuff like that because that stuff's imprinted in my mind from growing up. My dad was very strict. Uh, couldn't, you know, he's a Christian too, like a really big Christian. So um, everything kind of centered around God. Um, and then also, you know, I couldn't sleep out two nights in a row. Couldn't bring a girl in the room. You know, there was there's a hundred things I could tell you about how my dad was. Love him to death wouldn't change anything about it, but um, that's just how he was, you know. Well, uh, he he also works in the car business though too, you know. Well, for those who don't know who Holden Mayo is, go check out his show. We're gonna we're gonna get into that later on, uh, but on YouTube, look for Holden Mayo. I'm I'm telling you right now, if you don't know who this man is, it's something different. It's something, and it's not just oh, it's something different. Let's watch it. It's something different that's worth watching, and we don't have a lot of that these days. I mean, it is. It is funny. When you get the collars on after the game, I'm laughing my ass off, dude. I really am. Yeah. I'm laughing my ass off. I mean, somebody, you had one that like, kind of blew up. I don't know who that dude is, that old dude that, that just kind of went off. Uh, that he ain't even of, old. That's the best part about it. He ain't even he old. sounds old. Younger than me. Really? He, <laughs> yeah. Well, he just went off, and, and it kind of went viral a little bit, at least around these parts. And, you know, I don't know. How many had it? Probably had like a hundred thousand views or whatever. Oh, no, he had three million on three million. Did, on three million? Did it get up that high? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, pe- people, it, it is what it is, but like, people follow me on certain platforms, so they don't really get to see, like, for instance, like Twitter, man, it was all over the world. You know, it was like three million views. Uh, boss, like, idiots. Yeah, yeah, nobody knows where we're from. You know, you can't, ex- and that's one thing about being from St. Bernard Parish, bro. Like, even even the people that live in Louisiana, bro, if they're not like a from around yeah. the New Orleans area, they don't understand it. You know, they can be like, this is town Cajun. Why? Well, because 
that's not how that works. You know what I'm right. saying? Like that's we, we don't sound Cajun down here. But no, anyway, I'm from the West Bank. I'm from the West Bank, so yeah. I always say West Bank and Shawmet is the same thing, basically. Well, I, they know, had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all stopping us is a ferry. Yeah, yeah. They had a dude uh, that did a YouTube video, and he kind of explained um, the accents down here, and he said it uh-huh. was like it was like uh, a New Yorker being on a Viking. You know, it just. <laughs> It's it's slow, you know. But um, my wife always tells me I like to say this at least once every fifteen to twenty shows because it's true. My wife always tells me I got three voices. She says yeah. I got my my radio voice, my West Bank voice, and my asshole voice. So so there you go. I don't know which one I have right now, but that's what she says. So I, I understand. I understand all three of them. Without well, you know, we're, yeah, we're barely even knowing you. I understand all three because you don't want to hear us when like we get. You know, like exceeded. Because then you really exactly. hear. Then you, you know, really like, hear. Like after Derek Carr throws another interception, where you know something. Yeah. Like that. You know she has yeah. to leave the room. She can't even watch a game with me anymore. It's sad. All right. Well, we're gonna take comments and questions. If anybody wants out there wants to shout out Devin as we go along here, we got a couple. Uh, Saints are losing. Well, thanks for telling us that. We well, they're not win. winning. That's for damn sure. They, so yeah, they're definitely not winning. There's something that you can see it right there in the top right of your screen in case you forgot <laughs> or the, or kind of been sleeping through the season. Um, Lloyd is wants to know how you're on with me. I mean, I don't know if Lloyd just giving me grief or he didn't like me. Yeah, well, that's a that's part of life, man. Especially with the internet, man. They're gonna, you know, I that's love crazy. I love the fact you can't have like if there's a hundred people, not all a hundred can like you. You gotta at least have any, you know, like seven that don't well, like you. Or you're not doing something right. What happens if you live in a house with three other people and 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 two and a half don't like you? I and mean, you got to get out of that, dude. Because I'm not, I can't, I, I can't sleep at night if, if I was like, you know. All right. Well, I mean, you got all, all the lessons in life. I figured, figured I would just ask you that. Before we start in, on the Saints, I got to ask you how the red, how the red beans thing get started. Like, what, what, when you day one of red beans and rice Monday, and for the, again, for those who don't know, Devin goes out somewhere every Monday, and even went on Christmas Day to the Four Seasons. I, first of all, I don't know how you eat all that shit. And number two is, how did this come about? How did you say one day I'm going to eat red beans every Monday and I'm going to put it on my phone? Um, just so what happened was around that mark where we kind of left off in, in 2020, around May, um, I was trying a bunch of stuff, dude. You know, I always had my call-in show. I've had that since 2019. It just started getting big. But around May of 2020, that's when I was just trying a bunch of stuff and just constantly videoing, man. And I've always been, like, really big from the car business. I've always been big on distance. So, you know, in the car business, you could sell 20 cars, and then the end of the month would come, and it'd be the first, and right. you'd have no cars out. So it wouldn't, wouldn't – nothing you did in the past mattered. Um, so I've always been big on consistency, and that's what kind of drove that whole RB and all day thing is I kind of knew after the, the first two videos I did with Red Beans – that if I did this a hundred times in a row, for example, that it would hit. And I've always believed in that method, bro. Like if you do anything and you do it a hundred times in a row, you probably become really good at it and probably get a little more traction than, you know, what you would do when it was uh, number one, number two, you, you know what I'm saying? So um, I just made a commitment to myself that in my head, when something feels right, I can't go on it. Like I tend to, Keep doing it, man. And and I knew, man, it literally took a hundred Monday. It took a hundred Mondays, literally, for it to even get the kind of traction that is like you could feel good about, you know? Right. Um, so well, well some people say I, I got the two hundred shows and I still don't know what I'm doing yet. So we'll keep see. doing them. We're trying. We're trying. You got to, yeah. bro. Because we'll, 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 well, the thing about it is, man, I did two hundred shows before I started this new show that I'm doing. I did 200 shows, bro, and it had some some bright moments and stuff like that. But never the success that I wanted. Can't let that eat you up, bro. I mean, at least you have fun. That's the that main oh, takeaway. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I should do. Uh, maybe I should eat. I don't know fried chicken on Thursdays or something. I don't. I don't know. Hey, bro. Eats on Friday. I'll support it, man. Your cholesterol is gonna be high, but I, it already <laughs> is. So why 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 worry about it? You know yeah. All right, let's get into Saints a little bit. Josh is asking. Um, he says he had, we have to draft up. Loomis doesn't sound eager to get one, though. Um, I, it's not who the yeah. Saints are, is it? 
Well, that and, I mean, Loomis is eating Panda Express right now from our money. You know, he gave to Derek Carr. He ain't even able to eat good, you know. So, of course, of course, he ain't excited about it, bro. He gave him $100 million. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't be excited. Comes out of his check? I mean, come on, man. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like, dude, like, that was his – that's his move, you, you know. know what? So, You're on to something. I think if you – if somebody sucks and you take it out of the GM's check, or at least, like – a poor, like, this is what it is fractionally out of your check. Now, we know Mickey Loomis ain't making $100 million. But if you took it fractionally out of his check, I think you're on to something if you screw yeah, up. Yeah, you should. You should because I'll tell you right now, he'd be a broke man because this is a broke-down car. Um, it's not, <laughs> Are you, you know, in people, no, people love to, to, to defend, defend stuff like this where they could be like, oh, it's not this one guy's fault. Look, right. hey, it's not my fault that he plays quarterback they get paid the highest amount in the NFL. They get the most attention. It's the most critical position. It's not my fault that that's how the quarterback position is. That is life. That is football. So when a guy is seven and eight um, and you're getting paid all that money and you really only could think of maybe two games, the Patriots and the Colts, that were really like game could say, hey, man, the Saints team the did good. They played all right. They played all right. They played all right. Yeah, yeah. But they you know, had you, they had you believe, and I saw you were like kind of believing maybe this is for real. You well, because I'm all about a shot, man. You give us a shot to go in the playoffs, I'm all about it. But you know, one thing that Derek caused the position that he's put this team in the whole season is to not have a shot, really. You know, right, even right. when we kind of had it a chance to get a get ahead in the division or whatever the case was, this guy can't do it. You know, uh-huh. and yes, it is on the quarterback. For so many ways, so many reasons. I mean, all this, all this team. You are the top paid guy. You are the the guy that gets the train running, bro. So, yeah, you can't sit there and say it's not Derek Carr's fault. So, like these people saying, "Hey, you only blaming one person." That's not what I'm doing. I'm just blaming the guy that's paid the most. I'm I'm talking about you. the guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's just fair. But do you ever? Let me ask you this: because sometimes, like I on my podcast, like on Monday mornings when they're really bad, I will go off. Okay, on my show. I like, I, and people, it's amazing. When they lose, I get way more listeners than when they win. And I don't know if it's because yeah. they like the way I go off or whatever it is. Whatever it is, I don't care. But sometimes I actually feel guilty because I'll say things like, and, then I, and I'll hit the button and I go off and I'm like, that was kind of harsh. Do you ever feel guilty for like, you know, I might have went overboard there? Um, no, I, I don't. <laughs> That's what I figured. Yeah, I don't because I never get that personal. First of all, you know what I'm saying to where, now look, yeah. if, if if people can't decipher um, what football talk and fan talk is compared to like, you know, actually meaning something, actually, you know, I don't actually hate Derek Carr. Right. I've never right. met you. Probably a good dude. You know, yeah. maybe. You know, maybe. but it's just like it. it the fact of the matter is, is, people have been talking about football the way that we talk about it long before Derek Carr was here. You know what I'm right. saying? When, 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 when Terry Collins was drunk behind center, we were pissed off. And uh, when the, uh, the Tolivers were here and, and Danny Werfel, um, Aaron Brooks throwing the ball behind him and laughing and, you know, you know, you're doing this and the ball goes behind. Yeah. The, 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 the problem is the internet now is just seeing how Saints fans react. I, I agree with you. Tim's uh, wants to know: Do the Saints have a chance against Tampa Bay? And if they win out, will, will they win the division? Well, Tim, I will tell you this: I'm gonna let Devin ask, answer the part about against Tampa Bay. But the Saints, as of right now, according to the New York Times playoff predictor, the Saints have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. Do you think that's high or low, Devin? <laughs> I think it's high for the current state. I think it's uh, high because because I don't think they're gonna win. Um, that was that was the worst game I went to this year. Was the game that we played Tampa? We could not score a touchdown. Uh, it was just all field goals, um, and they dominated. And here's the thing, bro: Lattimore is not there still. Um, uh, uh, you know, Mike Thomas is still not. There. You know, we we are not in any better position than we were in the beginning of the year. I just don't see the Saints winning, and that's dude. Honestly, it's one of the first times I said that this year. Even though this is such a mediocre team. I still go into every week because I'm such a fan thinking, hey, we got a shot. 
This week, I don't. I don't think we have a shot. It's in Tampa. They hot. All right. Well, Baker you, look at that numbers, though. you look at their numbers, and these are their rankings on the screen. This is what I don't understand. How can a team that – you look at the Saints' rankings. Look at their average, but the Saints aren't playing average. They're playing like crap. I mean, but the Bucks' rankings are terrible. But yet they're winning the division. They are, wor- they are the worst team in the league in passing defense. They are the 30th, the third worst team in the league in rushing offense. How is this team winning – how do they win eight games? They're not turning the ball over, period. They're not turning the ball over. They're not doing – I mean, don't get me wrong. The Saints are good in the, the plot and the plucks for turnover ratio. Yeah. But Tampa, they are they are not giving the ball away, dude. You go look at any game, they're just not giving it away. So uh, go back to last week when, when the Saints played the Rams, you know, back to Derek Carr. We had a chance to get a game within one score. And what does Derek Carr do? He throws it to two Rams defenders. I mean, it wasn't even a close pass. It was a straight-up interception, garbage ball. Uh, he throws he throws it to them, and it's like, that's what beats you. So when right. people say, hey, you know, it's not Derek Carr's fault, well, were you watching that? Because we had a chance to get it within one score, and what did we wind up losing by? Well, they lost by uh, eight points. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty simple. I mean, I think even my, my Shaw Math can, can figure that out, Nari. Uh, we got a question, uh, Dustin saying, Peyton catching flag for Bench and Wilson, but continues to make bold moves. DA won't change a thing, has decided to go down with the ship. Can you take anything from that observation? Hey, he's too complacent. Um, he's just not the right head coach, man. I like Dennis Allen, man. Dennis Allen, he, he's part of a lot of history that maybe fans maybe don't even remember. You know, I had Tracy Porter on my podcast. And Tracy Porter said Dennis Allen is the dude that called him when they drafted him. That's who he talked to on the phone. That's how long this goes back. Right. Um, so I respect Dennis Allen. As a head coach, it's just unbearable. Um, he's just not the guy that we need, especially in the current state that this, this franchise is in. You need somebody that's a little louder. That means, you know, has more, um, I, don't, I don't even know what to call it, but like, you know, that won't accept us. You mean it gets pissed off every now and then? Yeah, dude. Not He's got no oh, emotion. Yeah. Oh well, we got to decide. You know. Oh well. You know, I saw some good things, brother. You know, you got two more games. What, what do you mean? I, I call him Paul Bunyan. You know why? Because all he wants to talk about is chopping wood. Right. You know. What, right. What? Let me ask you a question. If you were going to chop wood for the winter and have everything ready, wouldn't you do that in like September? Right. Yeah. When you chop wood in September, why are we chop? I mean, he was talking about chopping wood with like four or five games left. Chop wood. That's Dennis Allen. That's that's what I've I've noticed of Dennis Allen this year. Keep saying we gotta go do this. Well, brother, there's two more weeks left now, so that doesn't work anymore to say that. And he keeps saying it. You know, Um, his worst attribute, to be honest with you, other than just like being a head coach in general, uh, his worst attribute is his speaking is absolutely unbearable. Yeah, I mean, he I says everything that, that pisses Saints fans off. Everything. I agree with you, and I, I got to be honest. It's like it's, uh, at a certain point, like I, I don't even know if I can. I can I say this. I don't think I can listen to this stuff anymore. Yeah. I, just, I just don't. Uh, Robert, my friend Robert Mark, two great guys with awesome shows. I appreciate that, Rob. I really Thank do. you, Robert. Uh, Ryan uh, Keys is saying, need a lot of help, you think? Uh, thinks he we miss out this year, and here's a, here's a great point. Baker Mayfield. Now it's not a four million dollar contract. I think I actually think it's an eight million dollar contract, but still, an eight million dollar. I know this. He makes the same amount as Jameis Winston makes for sitting on the bench. They make exactly the same amount. Now Baker Mayfield's got his team probably winning the division. Derek Carr's making forty million a year, and he's going seven and eight against the easiest schedule maybe in the history of the NFL. What's up with that? Uh, dude, I mean, I think it just comes from the heart. I think it comes down to, you know, wanting it. Um, that's one thing I'll say about Derek Hart, too, is sometimes I feel like I'm being lied to. I feel like he's a con artist. I feel like, you know, some of the things he says, he don't mean. You know, or what are we going to do? I go out there. Keep yeah. it positive. Keep it positive. Bro. Yeah. Tell, it telling, positive. telling us what's wrong with us. It's like. Don't tell us you don't care about what the internet says, and then you're going to tell us 
that we're sad. Yeah, exactly. you know that's Derek Carr. He's a, he's a, he's contradictive. Um, he's blatantly looking at what the internet says. It's very obvious, and it is getting to him. Um, to what he bring up in press conference, brother. We need more of a man than that. We're not going to stop talking. This is Saints fans. This is football fans. You're seven and eight. You what you want to do? Put you on an Hallmark card uh, and hang it on our refrigerator because you they, know they should. They should force these guys. And I'm not. And I'm dead serious when I say this. They should force these guys to listen to half an hour of your post game show because that is the real fan. And I, I know I got people strolling stuff in my stream here, and I'm going to show as many of them as I can. But the real fan are the people like I. I I call your show, and I told somebody the other day who didn't know you. I said it's like, it's like Buddy D on steroids. Imagine if Buddy D could have said anything he wanted. Like instead of calling people squirrels, you call them effing squirrels. You know, whatever he yeah. wanted to say. It's it's kind of like that. But these people get on and they release their emotions. They feel like they can talk to you and say whatever they want. And I think that the Saints should have to listen to this at least a little bit every week. It matters. Yeah, and that's one of the things about this thing I said I noticed. Going back to the interview I did with Tracy Porter, you know, he really said something that's, that, that really stuck with me, dude, is like, you know, Saints fans, they like family. You know, they're going to they gonna have you back. Um, they're going to support you. But when things get bad, bro, they're going to be on you, yeah. right? And true Saints legends, and there's, there's still a few on his team. Jimmy Graham is a great example of how he handles Saints fans right now. It's, it's, it's actually perfect. Um, but it makes sense because he's a real saint. It goes back, right? These guys on the team now, they, oh, well, y'all, Tyron Matthew, y'all need to go half off on the hating on Black Friday. Bro, <laughs> listen, dude, uh, uh, you need to go half off on, on, on the win. We need half more wins, you know? Um, <laughs> these guys are so sensitive, bro, and, like, you know, the Super Bowl winning team, bro, and, and all these teams in the, in the past that we've had, you know, you never saw Drew Brees or any of those guys talking about the Saints. Yeah. We're not sad at all. Derek Carr said that. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm not doing great, but I'm not as sad as y'all. He said that. And it's like, you it's like, be. bro, like, yeah, dude, Saints legends, they go through the tough times and they prevail. You know, use a, a guy as a, a simple example like P.J. Williams. This guy was brutalized by Saints fans when he was here for the first few years. Everybody was talking about how P.J. Williams couldn't cover nobody, et cetera, et cetera. Flash forward like six years later, he's still on the team, right. and the next thing you know, he's making plays, you know. That's a that's a memorable Saint. I, that guy who stuck it out, Andres Pete. Nobody's gotten more criticism than Andres Pete. Nobody. Who's he's been well, criticized very well this year, by the way. Dude. That is a real saint. You never heard Andres Pete come out and say, Saints fans, bro, they always sad. They always negative, whatever. You know, that's how you become a legendary saint, bro. It's not always going to be strawberries and cream, bro. What do you think not. Jimmy Graham's thinking, like, when he goes home at night? Like, what the hell am I doing? I mean, <laughs> if I'm Jimmy Graham, bro, I'm excited to just – this is like a vacation if I'm Jimmy Graham because – this wasn't supposed to happen, but we never should have gotten rid of him. Um, but I guess well, you could Jim, say what you – Jimmy Graham's like going back to your old neighborhood from 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And the only person left is Miss Lucy, you know. Yeah. And you go, you go hang out and talk to Miss Lucy because you miss them times. Jimmy Graham's kind of like that. He's the only like thing we got from the old days, you know. It is. And it's just it, – I'm so happy for him, dude, even though they won't – use them they won't use them the way that we want them um i'm still happy that he's scored touchdowns this year I and mean, he's had more successful years than with luck yeah. just a handful of touches than some of his last few years you know so well lord's giving me crap again he's saying uh don't fall for it big media i'm big media the only thing big about me is my is my actual physical size i mean <laughs> trust me way more people know who Devin is than know who jim derry is and i've been in this business for 31 years Tr trust me uh, Ryan, what's going on? We thank you for joining us. We really, we really appreciate it. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Will saying, uh, sometimes people get promoted for doing a good job, but they're not good at the new job. I mean, you know, 
And DA is probably the one I bet. Well, Pete Carmichael's the one I bash the most, but he's going to be gone after two more games. There'll be no more Pete Carmichael. That I'm sure of. I don't think Dennis Allen's going anywhere. I really don't. I know, I know fans want him to, but that's just not how this organization operates. Unless they just get blown out the next two weeks, I don't think DA's going anywhere. But that's the biggest problem that I have with DA. It's not that he's the head coach, okay? If I would have thought they would have done their due diligence and gone through and, like, really interviewed people and, like, really went through six, eight, ten guys and said, you know what, after they actually interviewed ten people, they came out of it on the other side and said, you know what, Dennis Allen is the best guy for this job. I wouldn't have that much of a problem with it. But here we right. sit two years later, they're trying to, like, just keep on with the Sean Payton thing, and they thought that D.A. was the bridge to that. Well, he wasn't. And they didn't even give anyone a chance. They didn't even listen to anybody else. Yeah, that also, like, I'm sure, and I'm sure we don't know this to actually say, hey, this legit happened. But you got to think that there had to be a lot of, like, motivation in that move from Sean Payton. You know, I'm right. sure before Sean Payton left, he was like, hey, man, you know, y'all should probably just roll with this dude, you know. Um, so I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Uh, but, you know, the facts are the facts, man. This is year two on the downtown, no identity. You cannot go two years with no identity. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, there's been games where he's had negative Steven yards. Negative. There's been so many games where he's had 20 rushing yards. You know, this is a product of Pete Carmichael, Derek Carr, and Dennis Allen. Because Dennis Allen, dude, if you watch Alvin Kamara have negative receiving yards one game, dude, I have to call a meeting. I got to call a meeting, all the players, everything, and I have to emphasize that, hey, guys, this is a superstar, and this can never happen again. Ever. It never happened again. Look at what McCaffrey's doing in San Francisco. He's about to be the MVP. Yeah. Look at how bad off he was at the end of the Carolina ride. You know what I'm saying? He was he was hurt. He always got hurt. It's amazing how right. guys don't get the, the guys that always get hurt. They don't get hurt when they're on a good team, and it ain't because right. it's that much you know easier to stay healthy or whatever. It's because you know if you got a little boo boo on your ankle, and you're playing on a crappy team, you you might as well just sit out. If you're right. playing, if you got a boo boo on your ankle against and you're playing on a team that's going to win the Super Bowl, i got a good chance to, all of a sudden, hey, it doesn't hurt as bad. I'm just going to play this week. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and that's another thing, man. The, you know, the injuries are far too, like, welcoming. Um, you know, the games that Derek Carr put us in a hole, um, and Jameis had to come in, right. you know, and Derek Carr just goes out with this injury, and the next thing you know, he's at practice on Wednesday. You know, that's, that kind of makes me scratch my head, man. It's like, because I just trust the guy. I don't believe that he's telling me the truth. Uh, me neither, and that leads to this, this question. This is a really good question because I've asked this multiple times this year. Why are the Saints biased towards Jameis Winston? They don't give him a chance at all. They are so afraid to put Jameis Winston in a game. I'm not saying Jameis Winston's an answer. I'm saying we don't know whether he's an answer or not. He may not be. He may stink worse than Derek Carr. The point is, they are so afraid to put Derek Carr, I mean, Jameis Winston into a game because Dennis Allen doesn't want to have to deal with a quarterback controversy because he's probably afraid he's not going to know how to handle it if Jameis has a good game. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, look at what happened last year. I mean, with the Raiders, I mean, he had to, they had to tell him to leave for the last couple of now. Oh, man, I just think that the, the, the drawing was on the board. You know, we hopped all over this piece. We hopped all over like we were in, like we were in uh, uh, Terrence Osborne's gallery, you know. The picture like of Derek Carr. Exactly. Yeah, we. I did it too. I, me too, and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna sit here and say I did, but I I hopped on it like, hey man, we got a guy that can for sure. It wasn't hey we got an MVP. It was hey we got a guy that can for sure get us to the playoffs, like for sure, you know. But and, if it doesn't work, and you want to try, I mean, it goes to show. And we talk about Sean Payton. Sean Payton isn't afraid to say, you know what? Russell Wilson isn't going to be my quarterback. He's got this clause in his contract. We don't need to pay him $37 million or whatever it is. He's finding a way to get out of this. I mean, and right. I know we, we married to Derek Carr for another year, but, but the Saints don't even take a chance. Like, if something's not working, try something else. Right. And, I, and, and to be honest with you, man, like, don't get me wrong, Jameis a wild dude, like, on the field as far as, like, how he throws the football and stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't sit here and tell me that he hasn't – the few times he's gotten a game, like, 
he's put points on the board, and that to me has been like one of the best props for the Saints is like they just can't consistently put touchdowns on the board. I agree. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you notice it's on your show, but whenever the the words the two words Jameis and Winston are put together on my show, all of a sudden I lose like thirty percent of my listeners. Just, oh really? No. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean people look. People are just come on. Stupid. I had one guy this year, and literally, it was one guy. He blocked me because I posted a picture of James Winston saying, it's Tom. Bro, it, you know, whatever. I don't know what's wrong with people. I really don't. Your boy Joe says uh, if the Saints win this week, it's because Vegas is getting the job done. The public is heavy on Tampa. Well, I can tell you that is true, Joe, but the Sharps, the people with the money, they're betting on the Saints. They moved this line from minus three Tampa to minus two and a half. The Saints is two and a half point favorites, and actually, it's really close to two now. I think it's going to be two by game time. So, the people who know what they're doing are betting on the Saints. I know that's hard to believe. Yeah, I just, I don't know, bro. You don't I, see I, I don't. No, I don't. I really don't, bro. I see turnovers. That's what I see. That's why I really think it's going to be a turnover game for Derek Carr. Um, I mean, think about some of these players, man. They know that they can win a division. And, I mean, think about some of these players, bro, like Devin White. Like, yeah. Devin White is going to eat their car up, dude. Like, they, can't, they, can't, they can't stop the pass, though. They, it goes to show you right there, 32nd against the pass. Brother, we talking about a guy that had 37 passing yards like two weeks ago in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm just yeah, not sold. You got, sold. A, point. You got, yeah, you got I'm, a point. I'm not sold. Like, they always told us, hey, Derek Carr had one great game and had one bad game. I haven't even really seen maybe but two incidents of the great game. Uh, don't, uh, Darren, I'm sorry. Darren is saying Sean Penton didn't say none of that. Uh, he knows it from two inside sources. The truth is He's got a picture I, of Michael Jackson. How am I supposed to trust this guy? I, I have no idea. Um, but uh, I'll go on through this, not because he didn't want to embarrass Dennis Allen, making him step down. Uh, I don't think Dennis Allen made Sean Payton step down. I, I, think Dennis, I think Sean Payton saw what was coming down the pipeline. Uh, yeah. It says, you know what? I don't want any part of this. I'm going to get out of here while I still can with my with my respect intact. You see it all the time in, in business decisions and, you know, other businesses and stuff. When you see, like, the writing on the wall, yeah, you probably get out of here. Not, not a dumb guy. I mean, look at he aged that last year oh, with lot. the Saints. A lot. He don't even look the same. I was telling that to my wife the other day. I had the Broncos game on. She looked at him and she goes, oh. He does look a little different. I mean, oh, dude, oh, in the cold weather, boy, yeah. he looked like a he looked like a um from the Grinch. What do you call him? The Who's? Yeah, that's what Sean Payton looked like in cold weather. I mean, he looked like that cold miser dude. All he needed was the long nose. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, that's really, what he kind of looked like. Josh was saying, running the same playbook as Sean Payton doesn't work without Drew. One hundred percent. Have to get a Shanahan type uh, coach, someone innovative, and I really think again. I don't think they're going to make this move this, this year because I th- I, people don't want to hear this either. The Saints are going to be terrible next year. They're, in, they're, in, like, well, they're always in salary cap hell, but next year is a different kind of salary cap hell. They're going to have to completely – it's going to take an f- entire year to flush what they have, and they're going to have to start over. So it might be three, four years before this team is legitimately have a chance at the playoffs, I think. And so Dennis Allen, you might as well just stick with Dennis Allen and – have a real excuse if they only win like three, four games next year to get rid of them and start over. But I understand Drew Brees isn't here. They do need someone young. They need energy in this building. Depth. Yeah. I mean, look at what the Texans did. That's the blueprint. 100%. Look at, I mean, the Mecca Ryan's, he was a great Texan. He was a great linebacker, always leading the team in tackles. You know, all this stuff kind of translated over to coaching, too. It always led the team in tackles. Go figure is like giving the energy as a coach. You know what I'm saying? For a team, you know, that's why I say, man, people like think it's like dreaming and and like a miracle to happen. But if I was whoever runs the shots, I guess Gail Benson, Mickey Looms, whatever one you want to pick, I'd be on the phone with Drew Brees every day of my life. I, every day of my life. I'd I'd be depositing money that we didn't even agree to into his bank account just to talk to him on the phone about potentially work for the Saints. He ain't even got to be a coach. He could be the janitor for all I care. The team would be better because we don't have a guy 
like that. You think Drew Brees would be a janitor for like fifteen million a year? You think he'd like actually pick up other people's shit and stuff like that? For fifteen million a year, shoot. I mean, I mean you, you know would, Drew, but, but I'm, I'm asking Drew. Are you yeah, think Drew would? I, th- I think so. Drew does a lot of business ventures in general, you know. Um, so I'm sure fifteen million, you could get him to pick up, you know, some 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 turds for fifteen mil. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. We'll have to see about that. Um, before we let you go, I wanna I wanna talk uh, a little bit more about what you do and let everybody know where where you are, where they can find you, because again, I'm serious. If you have not seen this man's show. Um, and he's got merch, by the way. And 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 I love the my the, the my brother-in-law. I was talking to you off the air before we went on. My brother-in-law, give him a shout out, Kyle Goday. Yeah, shout yeah. out Goday, bro. And I, he, and Goday has all my merch, bro, because I make sure does. I send it to him. But uh, he was yeah, wearing he a shirt to... at Thanksgiving. He was wearing a shirt that said, "Look at this mf'er." I'm, yeah, and, yeah, and, and where it comes from is your red bean show, and that's basically when you start your show, you're always showing everybody what the red beans look like. And I was so impressed that you, I don't know how you figured out the Four Seasons had Christmas red beans. I know it was an appetizer, it probably looked like, but they were like cutting the fried, they, they literally were, were cutting the fried, they fried a damn chicken and then they cut it in front of you. I thought this was the most awesome thing I ever saw. And I also learned a few things that night. You know, if you got a lot of money, you could take yeah. the grease out of your chicken. That's crazy, huh? <laughs> you can degrease a chicken. <laughs> how the hell do you do that? Bro, I ain't never, I ain't never heard. I was tasting that chicken. I was like, hold on, bro. I was like, something make you know that feeling of eating fried chicken, right, right here, because there's no grease, you know. Well, how do you do that? How you did they have like a some kind of? It's a secret, know. man. It's like Scientology, brother. You know, it's just Scientology. So what? It's, what how'd you find out that the four seasons? First of all, what made you go to the four seasons on Christmas? I know you had to keep your show going. You wasn't going to break the streak. It's going to be hard. It might be hard to find somewhere in New Year's too, by the way. Um, but uh, you, yeah. how'd you find the four seasons? Um, this dates back to a couple of years ago. I was, uh-huh. you know, I was looking on the internet one morning to to find somewhere to go, and I saw this picture of this menu um, at uh, Miss River. And it, and it showed $30 for beans. And I'll never forget this because I immediately, $32. It's not, it's not that way no more. Be, it's not that way no more because of what happened two years ago. So I immediately saved that picture, posted it straight to Twitter, and I said, you've spoken, you know. Uh, and, 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 and the picture blew up. People were like, man, who, who's charging $32 for red beans? Next thing you know, if they take the, the price off the menu – um, and now it's just like, a, like you said, I think it's Market just like a side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't even know if you can see the price, but, um, yeah, that's how, so I always was like, man, I'm gonna go there for a special case. So I kind of held it in my pocket and, um, you know, I'd never dressed up or I don't yeah. dress up to be honest with you. You did for um, that show. Yeah, I did for that. And, um, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was, it was perfect for the occasion. You know, I know, so. you, I know you, you like to go, uh, you like to go in, in everybody's bathroom. Did they have like a bidet in there? Yeah. Well, what they had in that bathroom was you could shut. It was a stall. You could yeah. shut it and you could wash your hands and all that stuff in the stall. That's when, you, you know, when the sink's in the stall. In the stall. Yeah. yeah. That's what wa- wash your hand in the stall. I mean, look, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you got your own mirror in the stall. I mean, come on, dude. By the way, Jeff, I do appreciate. I did say the Rams would win thirty to twenty-one. I was off by a oh, point. Son of, son of a bitch went for two and, and screwed up my score. But it is what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. So, do you, I mean, I know you don't probably don't want to say it because it's a secret. But do you know where you're going for New Year's Day yet? Oh no, I never. Like that was an exception, just because I knew Christmas, so I kind of knew a couple oh, okay. of days in advance. But man, to be honest with you, and I tell people this all the time, I do not. Not only do I not look at this stuff until Monday. I don't even think about it. Really? Because, yeah, that's because that's the way I'm able to be sane about this. That's the way I'm able to live my life, watch sports, bet on sports, whatever the case may be. Do things I love. Dude, I love red beans just like everybody else, right? We've eaten them our entire lives yeah. on Mondays. But it, it, it don't go past that. I'm not, I'm not at seven days a week looking for red beans. You know, I've never been that way. So, so I, I just wait until Monday morning. I go on OTB at nine fifteen. Yeah, and it's just whatever authentically just happens, you know. And okay. um, that's how I do it, bro. You know, if I got to go out of town or something like that, you know, that that requires like a little more thinking. But it, again, it's more so like 
hey, what's the craziest or what's the weirdest city I could go to? You know, I went to Shreveport and, you know, it blow your mind how, how different that place is. Um, so that, that's not Louisiana. Yeah. It's just the surroundings. You know, I like they really being in places. Louis- yeah. But they ought to cut off Louisiana. Like I may be like 20 miles outside of Baton Rouge and like cut it all the way to the state, to the state line of Texas. Like have it, you know, it would look something got, like Kentucky or something like that. I know. I got guys like Jacob Pasta who would who would literally be, I mean, they'd be livid right now. Yeah, not they would because they, you know, he's from Shreveport and played he's a, he's Alice rare, Yeah, but he's a rare, rare example. Yeah, so, no, no doubt. I guess what I'm saying is, man, is you know, it, it I like just spur of the moment because that's where I feel like I get the best content is is just spur of the moment, man. Well, uh, Lloyd wants you to go to Lafayette. So, you have a thought about going out to Lafayette to eat red beans? I have. Um, the problem is, is one of my best friends I grew up with is already in that market, uh, oh, okay. which yeah, is Gerald Grooney. Yeah, and I'm just not trying to step on nobody's toes. Um, you know, eventually it will happen, but uh, I don't know, man. To, to be honest with you, bro, like, I started the RBN Day in May of 2020. Yeah. You know, the food market on the internet has been become so oversaturated since that. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's so many people doing it. And it makes it it makes me I don't want to say it makes me look bad, but it kind of makes my product look watered down in a way because there's so many people doing the food thing, bro. And it's like that's why I'm big on the entertainment aspect, the comedy and the soundness and the culture. Like red beans is red beans. I'm gonna find good food. That's we in Louisiana, well, but I'm I'm big on that entertainment. Well, I still I got to do have to ask you though. I mean, you always like look at this MF for like it's always it's not always awesome though. I mean, no, it's sometimes you're like look. At, I mean, you got to be sometimes you got to be like look at this MF. Well, the main yeah. thing is the main thing for me. That's why I don't rate stuff. You know, a lot of people with the food stuff okay. love user number. They love to rank. That's true. You've never seen that from me because. No. My content is your observation. I don't care if it's good, bad, or in the middle. Take what you want from my video and go about your life. Like, that's it. If you feel like, hey, man, that look good, man, then go pull up. But Yeah, I'm, but sometimes not always good. That's, yeah. You know, yeah, I've, I've, I've had. Look at it and see. Exactly. Just look. <laughs> that's it. I mean, Just look. All right. And lastly, I, I kind of, like, ask this, but how do you eat all that, dude? I mean, like, I. I know you, you got somebody there with you and filming and y'all kind of splitting it, but still, I mean, I'll get these appetizers and the crab claws and I mean, all kinds of stuff. I mean, how do y'all eat all this? Man, I, you know, just to I tell mean, you from you the standpoint of, of there, are you like, are you like falling over when you walk out of there? Just, just from the standpoint of the person that's there, me, I don't even think, I don't even think eat that much. Um, but I guess in, in case, it is portrayed like that. Like if people do think that, just know that the other six days of the week, you know, I'm pretty healthy, dude. I I don't. I believe you. Yeah, I'm not eating fried chicken every day and no, all this you. other stuff. Monday my vacation day, and then I go do it. You know. Yeah. Um. But but like this last episode, sitting at the table, the crab claws, et cetera, et cetera. Man, if I go out to eat, that's what happens. Well, I mean, you got. I feel like anybody. That's what we do. Yeah, I feel like anybody goes out to eat and like. You're gonna hit the apps, you know. You can hit the entree, and it just—it is what it is, you know. But um, I don't know, man. Especially right now, I'm 31. I watch what I eat, dude, for sure. I definitely. You know, do. I wish I did when I was 31, because I'm paying for it now. I, I just, oh yeah. I just, I just say that, dude. It, when you get old, dude, it sucks. I mean, it really does. I mean, there's lots of things you can't eat anymore. That's like that's what, another reason why I enjoy watching it. You can eat all kinds of stuff that I can't eat no more, but I, <laughs> I enjoy it. All right, final prediction. You said you think the Bucks are going to win on Sunday. You think this is the dream crusher game. Give me a final score. Oh, I think it's going to be like uh, 28 to 17 Bucks. Sad. Really? I said it. I got to do this. Like, yeah, give four touchdowns? yeah, I think they will, brother. I mean, they did it last time. <laughs> I mean, if if yeah. they win, is your show after the game going to be – uh, positive, or you think it's going to be like, you know, people are going to be pissed off because, like, why couldn't they do this before? Oh, if they win? Um, 
you know, the, the way that the Saints been winning with the exception of that Giants game and, and whatnot, you know, usually they, they ugly win. So I don't, I don't see anything change, man. I've had wins where dudes were so pissed off you would have thought they lost. I know. I know. Those are the most <laughs> fun to watch. They're yeah, really I was – I think it was the Giants game, or what, what was the one right before that? Uh, the Carolina. The Panthers. Yeah, there was oh, bro. The dome. that was awful. Bro, bro, they were calling in after that game, bro. You would have thought we lost. Oh, uh, it was, it I'm, was, that, that was a horrible. I mean, and they kept showing the decibel level, like, and I'm like, it was like Bob Uca with his hand outside the window trying to find yeah. somebody. I could find somebody, like, yelling somewhere. <laughs> Dude, you're embarrassing yourself. Stop showing that. I mean, I was getting yeah, mad. That, like, stop showing. Yeah, you could put the you could put the decibel meter in the storage shed, brother, because that, that's that's you ain't gonna need that for a minute. No, you I can take my kids and they could go to sleep in the terrace. I mean, <laughs> yeah. stop showing that. I mean, you know. Yeah. All right, Lewis, Lewis has got a prediction. He says best poor football. I mean, Lewis knows. Look at Lewis with the look. You see Lewis with the old school jersey on. You can tell me I'm with the Saints in the past. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been watching them since I actually went to. I actually remember a game in Tulane Stadium. That's how old I am. Oh right? Lord. Yeah. So I'm 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 old. All right. I was little. I was a little kid, but I remember it. It was cold as hell, and uh, we lost to the 49ers. All right. Um. Here's my prediction that I give every week. I, I look. I'm gonna tell it the way that I think that it is. That's what I do. And I think the Saints are going to win this game. You know why? Because this division's supposed to be stupid. It's been stupid all year long. I mean, it keeps perpetuating, it seems like, into infinity. Every time you think a team's going to win, some other team comes out of nowhere. And I think the Falcons and Saints are both going to win. This, this division is supposed to be 8-8, eight 8-8, 8-8, eight, eight eight, eight eight, heading into the final week of the, the season. I do think the Bucs will win the division because I don't think they're going to lose to Carolina. But I think the Saints are going to have one more week of hope. What did the Saints do last year after they lost to Tampa? And it looked like they weren't mathematically eliminated. But it looked like the whole season was done. And then they went on the only three-game winning streak in this dude's coaching career. And I think, obviously, they can't win three in a row now. But I think they are going to win this week. And I think they're going to beat Atlanta in the last week. And it's going to piss a lot of people off. That's what I think. Yeah, and who knows, man? Um, I got to hate this situation so much because we've been through it so much. Like it's like uh, things need to fall into place and the Saints need to win. Um, but hey, man, I love nothing more than when this weekend Carolina beat Tampa Bay, which is just it just sounds like a crackhead thing to say. I'm so it really like does. it's it's just you know you I watched a lot of Carolina. Yeah, I, you know I love nothing more for that to happen. And 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 trust me, man, I'd be I'd be the first one in the dome for the, you know, if we could win the division. I, you know, I, I the first one in the dome for the home playoff game. But I, I just this team has given you so many examples of why they're not going to do it, dude. They're not they not gonna. They refuse to. They well, refuse we'll, to. In my opinion. Maybe we'll, if if they do, and you go in the dome, maybe we'll get another picture like that. I mean, man, we'll hit you, bro. The hang that up. Uh, not at my house, but somebody else's house. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah. Devin, dude, I really appreciate you spending time with me here on Data 2 Podcast. It's a special show for us. It is episode number 200. You know, we we started this back oh, yeah. in we started this back in September of 2021. Uh, we had on Stan Barrett was our first guest from. Love Stan. Stan's a good dude. Uh, we we follow I, each other on Twitter. He's a great guy. He really is. And so we've had some cool. Cool people on this show. Jim Moore has been on my show. Ricky uh, Jackson has been on the Moore. show. Mickey Loomis has been on the show. Dale Brown's been on the show. So we, we've had some Hell good yeah. guests, dude. You, you're right up there, man. And, and we, we appreciate it. Thank you're you. hilarious. Keep, keep on doing what you do. Uh, tell everybody real quick where they can find you. You can find – you just put it in the search bar on any app. Hold the mayo. And and I should you – know, not that should. I will pop up. Um, and, and, and that's on YouTube, uh, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, you know, even TikTok, which I can't stand that app, but you, ain't you know, that. I'm I'm on that. But you got to. You got to. All right, look look for Hold the Mayo and find him. And uh, I tell you, call into his show and be like, if you're a regular yet, you want to call into his show. Devin, thanks a lot. We're gonna talk to you soon. Hope to hope to have you on again. Jim, thank you, my brother. Happy two hundred to you, and I appreciate this, man. You know, I was telling my wife the other day, um, I think the yat is going bye-bye. If Think about it. Nobody on the – I can't say nobody. You can never say nobody because it's not like that. But think about people under the age of, I don't know, 30, 35. Nobody talks like a yat anymore. 
The Yaks are old people, like me. Uh, so Devin's kind of a, a rare breed. I think he said he was 32. And maybe if you go out to Chalmette, maybe if you go into my, my old hood in the, in the bowels of the West Bank, maybe you can find some, some younger Yats. It's kind of sad, you know? Benny Grunch and the Bunch we played, that was our outgoing song, uh, our outro song uh, a, a week or two ago. Uh, 12 Yats of Christmas. But Benny always talks about ain't there no more. That's Yats ain't there no more. They all, they're almost gone. And uh, I get it. Nobody wants to talk like us. That's, that's fine. But uh, one day people will be talking. Remember when people used to talk like they were from New York and New Orleans? Remember that? Maybe it'll be a WYES special. Who knows? But I thank Devin for coming on, and uh, it has been a fun episode number 200. How are we going out today? I gave you my Saints prediction. Well, I was trying to think as we go into the new year, this is our final show of 2023, how are we going to celebrate? Um, what are we going to do? And all I could think about was, was going back in time and trying to change fortunes. How far back do you go? And, like, what song kind of represents maybe what you could do if you went back in the past? Maybe we should party like it's 1999. I mean, if you think about it. I mean, 1999 sucked for the Saints, but if you think about it, it was kind of the end of this long, droopy era. Now, the Saints were good under Jim Mora. They had their moments. They, they showed us what life could be for a franchise that, if it were successful, for just a short window. Jim Mora gave us a short window. But things picked up soon after that. Mike Dicker was fired. Jim Hazlitt was brought in. We make fun of Aaron Brooks, but hey, not only did he lead the Saints to the playoffs, playoffs, so you still can't do it, but he also gave, helped give the Saints the first playoff victory in this team's just miserable existence. And I kind of think we need to go back to that. The Saints had to clean house after Mike Ditka. They needed to start all over. And it didn't take that long for them to be decent again. I think that's kind of where this team is right now. So let's party like it's 1999, New Orleans. Have fun on New Year's Eve. Enjoy yourselves. Don't get stupid. We want you to come back. Uh, there will be no show on New Year's Day. So I don't even know when we're going to be back. I may do a show Tuesday. It depends on what I feel like. We'll see. We will be back one day next week. Look for us. We thank you for being a part of the Datitude family for 200 episodes, whether you've been here for one episode or whether you've been here for all 200. We love you. We want everyone to have a happy and safe new year. We'll see you on the other side in 2024. Peace and love, my friends. So